This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. It's time to bet over your head, not with it. Welcome to the Madden Money Bets Podcast. My co-host, Tom Offerman, will be joining me in just a moment. I wanted to call this Mark Madden's Gambling Fever. And I still like that because I do have the gambling fever. I even bet on exhibition games. Case in point, this coming Sunday, 4.30 at Acrisure Stadium. Not Heinz Field, but at Acrisure Stadium. We got the Steelers in their final exhibition game against Detroit. The Steelers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. But I'd like to get a prop bet down. Unfortunately, it's not available at the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. I would like to bet on Kenny Pickett to be the best quarterback ever. And for that to manifest itself when he plays Sunday at Acrisure, 430, Detroit, final exhibition game. Pickett can win the job. Actually, no, he can't. That starting position at quarterback for the Steelers was Mitch Trubisky's the moment he signed. But I still think Pickin could go out there and be the best quarterback ever, but he's so good that the odds probably wouldn't be very inviting. Probably like minus 1,100 or minus 11,000 or minus 11 million because we all know Kenny Pickett is going to be the best quarterback ever. I'm joined now by my co-host, Tom Offerman. Tom, uh, I know you uh, agree on this, that Kenny Pickett uh, will be, if not already, the best quarterback in the history of the Steelers, the NFL, the game of football, and the eyes of God. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's why it's off the board right now at BetRivers.com, because it's just no reason to put it up there. Everybody knows it's already a foregone conclusion. All the bets would be on him being that. Right, and you got to balance the it. bets. Yeah, exactly, so there's just no reason right, to put it on no the book. Right, there's no VIG. There's no VIG. Right. But, but uh, still, Bet Rivers, do the right thing. Get that bet up there. I want to be able to bet on Kenny Pickett to be the best quarterback ever, if not before Sunday's exhibition game, then before the Week 1 contest at Cincinnati. Uh, one thing I want to mention about Pickett before we uh, drill down a bit deeper with some of the topics today, including, of course, my uh, Premier League betting. That's right. Which I actually want to bet. I don't want to brag, but it's nice to win once in a while. Um, people who want Pickett to play week one, and we we both know, all, all kidding aside about him being the best quarterback ever, which he probably won't be for a couple more months anyway, uh, 
but the people who want him to start week one have overlooked. In these exhibition games, including the one coming up against Detroit, Tom, he has faced nothing but vanilla defense. Okay, nobody's prepared for him specifically. They're just kind of going out there to get snaps in for their defensive players. It won't be vanilla when the Steelers play Cincinnati, and especially. Could you imagine what Bill Belichick would have prepared for Uh. a rookie quarterback when New England visits Akershore for the Steelers' Week 2 game? So, you know, you're doing Kenny Pickett a favor by not rushing him in there, I think. And that's what's pissed me off all along about the people that are demanding him to get in there. These are the same people that five months down the road, if he does play right away and fails, will demand uh, retribution for themselves. That the Steelers, how could you possibly put him in early and well, ruin they, they, this guy? They, they, they won't blame him. Right, well, it, They'll say, well, you should have never put the kid at that's risk exactly that early. Right. Yeah. So it's like, uh, there, there's no right thing for them to do except for them to play him and he's great. And that's asking a lot because ultimately, Tom. You know who's going to determine who starts at quarterback for the Steelers this year? The offensive line. Dan Moore Jr. specifically. Because I think Dan Moore Jr. going to get somebody killed. So, uh, But yeah, Kenny Pickett has faced nothing but vanilla. And I think whenever he does break in and start his first game in the regular season, whether it's, well, it won't be week one, but it wouldn't shock me if it was near midseason, maybe earlier if Dan Moore Jr. does indeed get Mitch Trubisky killed. He's going to have culture shock for a while. That's just part of the process of breaking into the NFL as a quarterback. No matter how many college games you've started and no matter how uh, old you might be, Pickett being 24, I mean, that's not ancient, but for a first-year NFL quarterback and a, a guy who did start, what was it, 49 games at Pitt, he has experience, but what I'm trying to get across is that's different experience. Completely different experience. And you're so right about the level of competition he's facing right off the bat. Cincinnati's good defense. New England, Belichick tortures rookies. Remember when Sam Darnold was a rookie and he said he was seeing ghosts on the sidelines when he was playing Belichick and the Patriots? You don't want that to happen to Kenny. Then you have to go to Miles Garrett's house. He's going to make Dan Moore his bitch this year. Yeah, Especially after bad. last year when everybody was kind of like, well, Dan Moore handled Miles Garrett pretty well. I'm sure Garrett's heard that and he's ready for week three against Dan Moore. Well, we talked about that uh, on, on last week's podcast, uh, that Miles Garrett's probably the best defensive player in the league. He's not a better edge rusher than T.J. Watt, but he's probably a better uh, football player in general, a better defensive uh, impact guy. And uh, by way of evidence I offer, uh, I, I said this theory on my show, and I said it um, earlier today on Stan Saverin's show. I think first and second down sacks don't mean anything anymore. Right. I think it's so easy to get yardage back via the promulgation of the passing game in football. I think the third down sack is the only sack that counts unless you, you know, strip the ball. Like, what does Pat Mahomes care if it's third and 15, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's right. That's easy money for him. He's going to throw the ball 15 yards down the field most of the time anyway. So with these kind of freaks that you see playing at the quarterback position, third and 20 doesn't even make them blink. They know that they can pick up that, like, nothing. Now, Thomas, co-host of the Madden Money Bets podcast, what do you bring to the table in uh, in the area of gambling expertise, or at least in the area of actually gambling? Because I think that should be a uh, a requirement to be on a gambling podcast. Yes. I I don't gamble a lot, but I do gamble, especially on the Premier League, which we're going to talk about. But well, what are your qualifications? I w- I am what you would call a low wager junkie. That means that I like to bet, you know, $10, $20 here, there, but and I like to spread it around the board. A bunch of games. Five games every you know, NFL Sunday. that's the Sunday, worst way to bet. But it's the most fun way to bet because I'm into all the action from kickoff at one until the Sunday night game. It's beautiful. See, I am I am going that direction. Well, with a bit more discipline for the Premier League, I'm making two bets a week on average. 
Uh, when I bet football, usually when I bet sports in general, I wait for a game I love and I bet a ton. Like I bet, uh, what was it, 400 bucks on, for me, that's a ton. Um, well, I made myself sound cheap just there, didn't I? <laughs> um, um, I, uh, I bet 400 bucks on England and Italy in the European Soccer Championship Final. That was a few years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to say 2020 ish. Yeah. Oh, it was over a year ago. Yeah. I think, no, I think it was last summer. Oh, that's right, because they delayed it because of COVID. Yeah, so probably, it probably a little over a year ago. And I, I knew England would be scared to death at being their first final since 1966 of oh, any kind. A lot of pressure there in England, And Italy too. just plays for a tie anyway. So I bet on the score to be tied after extra time, going into penalty kicks. Uh, 400 bucks at 4-1, to one, so that was a – no, 5-1. to one. That's it was, nice. I, it was a decent payday. And it was a good payday. Here's my favorite bet of all time. Um. A buddy of mine in Las Vegas who's a junkie gambler called me up. This was a couple years ago, too. Um, boy, when you get old, you just forget time. It just flies by and it all blurs together. But the WNBA All-Star game had a real high number on the over. Uh, and you know, WNBA is ridiculous. Who cares? But it had a real high number on the over, which makes sense because nobody in any All-Star game in any sport ever really plays defense. Right. But with the, with the books had – neglected to notice, at least, I, I guess, is that that year's WNBA All-Star game was the WNBA All-Stars against the U.S. Olympic team, which is essentially a game. the WNBA All-Stars who didn't make the U.S. Olympic team against the WNBA All-Star game girls who did. <laughs> so, you know, the, 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 the women who didn't make the Olympic team had something to prove, which was going to keep the score close and under. It came under by some absurd margin. I think I bet I, I bet a thousand bucks on that at you know eleven hundred to win a thousand. Nice. I should have bet eleven thousand. Just put it all on. Yeah. There, yeah. I mean that that was foolproof. You can get a lot of good deals like that in the fringe sports, right? Like the, yeah, the they, bookies don't really don't know how to hone into that. To yeah. Down. That's right. So like WNBA, I would even say that you can find some advantages in NHL bets throughout the season as well. Yeah, and sometimes I do, but mostly the. The easy bet there is they set the over-under at like five goals, five and a half every game. Pretty much. And you just, okay, will it go over or will it not? It's, it's just, you know, it's, <laughs> you don't have to have to, have to to drill down too deep. Now, um, interesting uh, bet that we came across at the Bet Rivers online sportsbook is the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, getting back to Kenny Pickett, because we're required by – by law and the FCC to talk X amount about Kenny Pickett. That's right. Whether it be radio show, podcast, the written word, whatever. Kenny Pickett is the favorite to be the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, even though he's not going to start week one. And I'm not even saying that's a dumb thing to post because if he ever does get in there, like, you know, relatively early in the season, the quarterback, the only rookie quarterback is going to be a guy who people will look at for an award like that. So I understand it, but what if he never starts all year? Well, I think the bookies will be fine with that because I'm sure a ton of bets are coming flying in on Kenny Pickett already. Yeah, so I'm sure they're hoping that he doesn't play a single snap all season long. It is kind of ridiculous that he's that high because there's a lot of players that are going to have big impacts right away. Like Traylon Burks, who's fourth favorite, he's plus 1,100, same as George Pickens. He's going to be the Titans' like number one wide receiver this year. They've drafted him to replace A.J. Brown, who went to Philadelphia. And the Titans are a good team that's going to make the playoffs. Tannehill's a better quarterback than people think. Like He's going to have a big year. I think Pickens is going to have a big year. But the problem with betting on Pickens is 
if Pickett does come in, everything positive for Pickens is also positive for Pickett, and yeah. it's probably going to take away from Pickens' votes. Yeah, unless Pickens gets a giant head start statistically right. before Pickett does come but in. if that happens, you'd have to assume that Mitch is doing pretty damn good and wouldn't be benched. Well, see, here's the problem with the Tennessee receiver, though. Do I want – because you're basically betting on Ryan Tannehill there, too. And they run the ball a lot, which yeah. I'm sure you're about and to Yeah, and I like Ryan to. Tannehill yeah. in the context of that offense. I also always find it really funny betting on something that people vote on. Right, like, like there's like you're you're betting on the abstract. Like you bet on a game, you know they either cover or they don't. You bet on a prop, the guy either scores twice, for example, or he doesn't. But this you got to wait to see what people think. And there's obviously bias that cuts into people's voting. You know, someone might be like, I don't really think Kenny Pickett deserves it. I'm going to go with Burks this time. Well, what if you would bet it? on Mario Lemieux to win the MVP in 1989 when he had 199 points? And they gave it and to Gretzky, like, Gretzky with 40-some-odd points left. I, I I don't know if they had prop bets like that back then. I suspect they probably didn't. There was no online betting. I'm not even sure there was online by then, was there, 1989? Oh, if it was, it was in its infancy. Yeah, I don't even think it had moved to porn by then. So. No, not yet. You still had to go to the magazines for that. So, um, But, yeah, so um, who would you bet on? Who would your choice be? Who's your best bet for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year? I like Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Tennessee. Kenneth Walker, the third running back, who's going to be in Seattle. They're going to run the ball a ton in Seattle. They don't have a quarterback there, so they, I think they, he's going to play well. They'll be lucky they win five games, though. Right. That's don't, don't and that's a factor too. Get, attention gets taken away from good players for any award voted on, MVP, Rookie of the Year, whatever. It gets taken away from good players on bad teams. Yes, 100%. And I think you're going to run into that with a couple guys on this list, like Brees Hall, who's plus 800. He's second behind Kenny Pickett. He's a running back at New York Jets. The Jets are just going to be tragic this year. So even if he rushes for 1,000 yards, no one's even going to know who he is. No one's going to vote for him. Drake London's a good receiver, but he plays for Atlanta. It's the same thing we're talking about. The more we talk about it, the more I like Pickens. Right? But I I get, if I bet on Pickens, I would throw some money on Pickett too, just to kind of save myself. Because if Pickett does come in and lights it up, then you kind of have, you know, both you both guys in your back pocket, and you don't have to worry about the voters being like, well, Pickett was really the the rookie of the year. Look at how they took off when he came in on offense. Well, uh, my best bet of the week, I'm going with the Steelers uh, minus four and a half. At home, uh, this is precluding my soccer bets, of course. Of course. But uh, but I'm going with uh, the Steelers minus four and a half points at home Sunday, 430 against Detroit at Akershore because the Steelers are 2-0 in exhibition play, and even though that means nothing, I think they might think it means something. I, I think like a, a guy like Trubisky looking to make, although there's some doubt as to whether he'll play at all, but if that's the case, Pickett plays the whole first half. You know, the quarterbacks all have something to prove. Right. The receivers all have something to prove. And I don't think Detroit's any good despite this coach who who just says great stuff. What's his name again? Dan Campbell. Yeah, he just says great stuff. He's the I best. Mean, have you I been mean, watching Hard Knocks? No, no, of course not. Oh, you should watch it just for him. He's insane. He's like going around smacking guys on the but ass. they're going to suck, right? I bet they'll be better, but like six wins, something like that. Yeah, but it'll be like an entertaining six wins. Yes, very much Aren't so. Aren't they doing a Hard Knocks this year in season? They are, the Cardinals, I think. Who's on the Cardinals that's interesting? I mean, will they follow Kyler Murray around to see if he puts in his four hours of, of off-the-field study? If that's they do right. that, I might watch. They'll be at his house, and they'll, the guy will turn off the Xbox when he turns it on to play it and put on the film study and say, get to work, Kyler. And Kyler will flip out. <laughs> Man, don't tell me. Uh, so, uh, but, but I think the Steelers are going to feel like they have something, like certain players will have something to prove. The quarterbacks, they'll want to keep their momentum going. Tom was a big believer in momentum. Uh, I think they cover the four and a half. What's your bet of the week? My bet of the week? I'm going to college football. 
Week oh, week God. zero, Mark. College football's back. How exciting! Week zero. You know that was uh, in in uh, in Man in the High Castle. Year zero is when the Nazis eradicated American culture after having won World War II. Week zero in college football is similar. I don't. Yeah, I, I was going to say I see a lot of parallels. I'm parlaying though. Northwestern's playing Nebraska, which is weird to have a Big Ten game in Week Zero. I don't think that's very fair to either of those. That's two a Week schools. Ten conference game. Yeah, Northwestern versus Nebraska. Why are they doing that? I have no idea, but it, they are, and I'm excited about it because I think it's going to be competitive. Maybe to celebrate all that TV money they got. Yahoo! I'm taking the parlay of Northwestern plus 13. Nebraska stinks. They always stink. Everybody thinks Nebraska's going to be back. Uh, they're never going to be back. 13 points is way too much for them to give. And I'm taking the under 49.5 in that game because it's Big Ten football. It always goes on. So you're doing a parlay. Parlay. Okay, that but, sounds reasonable. You know why I bet they're having that 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 uh, week okay. zero game? Big Ten game? Yeah. I have heard that because they got that big TV deal, that they are going to pattern the way they present football to the way the NFL does. In other words, you're gonna have you know you're gonna have primetime games like Thursday night standalone, and, and you're gonna have the Thursday night. Well, not 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 in this case, not Thursday night. This game Saturday, right? It's a Saturday twelve thirty, but, but yeah. it's still a standalone conference opening game, right? On Fox, yeah, and right. that kind of ties into what I heard about their presentation, which is smart. The, the, the money the Big Ten got is NFL money. Oh yeah, no question. So they should, don't forget what's the difference between the Big Ten and the NFL. The Big Ten isn't paying its employees. Which, More money in the pockets of the people up top. And nobody will tell you that is a great business model <laughs> to don't pay the employees. Uh, Speaking of NCAA football, though, should we talk about the alma mater, Duquesne, oh, going up against Florida State? We're just, a couple of Dukes cutting it up in here. I was going to bring that up. Uh, Duquesne at Florida State. Now, listen, I know why they're doing it. Duquesne gets a payday. got to get that payday, yeah. I believe 400K, right? Is Something that what you like read? that, yeah. Yeah, and, and Florida State gets the big win to open the season. There's no line, is there? There is. Oh, there Are you is. ready for it? At BetRivers.com. Oh, oh yes. my God. I'm so excited. Duquesne plus 39.5 points over under 56.5. You know what? I'm going to say right now, right this second, uh, I, I I think it'll come under. I do too. But I don't feel great about that. Same, because I think Florida State could put up 56 points on their own. I think Florida State covers. Yes. I kind of think it's going to be like something like a score like 45 to 6 or something like that. Come well, here, just under and Florida State covers. Here, here's the thing. Florida State will run their second and third strings out there at some point, but they will be better than Duquesne starters. <laughs> right. And at some point, Duquesne will put in their second string just to give them the experience of having played at Florida State. Yeah, you're right about that because it's a, it's a great opportunity for them to play in front of that crowd in Tallahassee. I, I like the under in that too more than anything. Just will, because- that, will that sell out? It's Florida State, so I would assume it has to. I don't know if the fans will still be there at halftime, but it, it'll sell out at the beginning. They be, stunk last year, they'll though. They'll be so at halftime. They're like, what the? Who is this team we're playing? Duquesne? I think that fat wrestling guy went there. Uh, so, yeah, so so what's that, 39 and a half? 39 and a half for Duquesne. Take Florida, give the points. That is my auxiliary bet of the week. Now, <laughs> we do it uh, on our podcast, Tom, we do a, a feature called uh, Five Guys. That's right. In which we uh, lump together five guys. I guess we could do five girls at some point. But, yeah, I can. But five, uh, five uh, people in the same genre, and we kind of bounce uh, evaluations off. You have an interesting one for this uh, Madden's Money Bets, the gambling podcast. What is it? Yes, very podcast-specific. I've got five guys, and they are characters in movies that gambled. Okay, I may not know all of these, but I, I somehow bet I do. I bet you're going to add a sixth or a seventh guy, too, that I left off. Okay, go ahead. Number one, Teddy KGB. John Malkovich and Rounders. Fantastic. If he just didn't eat those damn Oreos, he would have ruined Matt Damon's life again. Well, right, because Matt Damon would have paid him off on the uh-huh, yeah. on, on the straight. Yes, but he, he picked up on his tell. That's a great scene. 
the tell scene at the end. Everything that whole Ed Norton is kind of like the the half baby face, yeah. half heel. His uh, bitchy girlfriend who dumped him. Um, Martin Landau is the professor. I mean, that movie was just so great. For John Turturro as the mentor. Right, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, that that's a great scene. And uh, uh, at the end, when when he totally like turns around, the psych and goes, "Well, you feeling satisfied now, Teddy?" That's just tremendous. So um, yeah, I, I, he's he's among the greatest movie gamblers of all time. And he uh, as as good as Matt Damon's character was in that movie, Teddy KGB was the best gambler. Yeah, and I mean Malkovich. Come on, you can't yeah. beat Malkovich. He's great. Number two, Biff Tannen, played by Tom Wilson in Back to the Future Two. I'm not a big fan of the Back to the Future movies. Oh, I love them. But the fact that he got was it the Sports Almanac. That's what happened from yep. years in advance and knew what to bet. Uh, you got to respect it, right? I, I'd do it. And he oh, built- who would do it? Now I wonder. Now here's that I don't remember this detail, Tom. If you do, the first time he made a bet from the Almanac, did he bet big or wasn't he sure it was legit? Do you remember? He wasn't sure it was legit, but he found out it was because he was listening to the radio driving home from the dance when he got the almanac, and they were reading the football scores from the day, and he took the almanac out and was like following along, and that's how he found out this is real. And then his first bet was a long shot at a horse race, and he won big on that. Now, how would the horse race be in the almanac? It's a sports almanac. It's everything. Well, I mean, it would, I mean, they wouldn't have anything but the triple crown and the. Let's not poke too many holes through the plot of. Back I know to the you have to suspend disbelief yes. for any movie. No question. Okay, who's number three? Number three, Howard Ratner, Adam Sandler, and Uncut Gems. Have you oh, seen Uncut Gems? It 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 is arguably Sandler's best movie. I think it is too. And you know you know what sucks about about that movie about the reception I should say Tom, it sucks that it was criticized. Because for a change, Sandler didn't just play himself. Right. Because like Wedding Singer, all the movies people love, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Sandler basically played himself. Yeah, just the everyman who gets the super hot chick. Right, exactly. And by the way, I always say that Drew Barrymore is like the modern day Catherine Hepburn, the greatest actress of her day, because the best performance Adam Sandler ever had prior to Uncut Gems was Wedding Singer. Yes. And the only even passable performance Jimmy Fallon ever had as an actor was Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. Love that movie. Drew Barrymore. So yeah, but but that's that 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 uh, uncut gem is a great movie and tough to watch. Like I don't know if I'd watch it again. It's disturbing, very disturbing, especially the ending. It just you takes know, you, you know by why? surprise. There's a lot of movies about junkie gamblers, but Sandler really portrayed the junkie gambler, like the psyche that goes into like, it. Like 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 all the really deep, dark, bad stuff about the junkie gambler. How he'll betray anything, like waking up naked in the trunk of your own car. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so good. We're three for three. You're doing good so far. Number four, this is such a classic one. Raymond Babbitt, Dustin Hoffman, and Rain Man. I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. I don't th- see that's a classic movie for me where, you know, everybody tells me I have to watch it because it's such a great movie. And I did, and I didn't really get why everybody thought it was such a great movie. Don't get me wrong, it was good. Cruz and Hoffman are great, but like it wasn't as amazing as a lot of people made it. I will say this that card conning, that's not easy. No, it's not. That's not easy. I mean, I dabble. Which means if anybody listens to the casino, I'll be barred. But uh, but I'm no good at it. Like seriously, I, I basically stop doing it because I'm no damn good at it. You just get flustered. You lose count. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, you lose all your money. I just flat bet. I mean, it's just you know, once in a while, if a whole bunch of little cards come out, I'll bet big on the next hand. That's the extent right. now. Finally, sticking in the same vein of uh, card counting, I got Alan from The Hangover. Yeah, Zach he was on, I, I wrote down yeah. an auxiliary list here. Alan from The Hangover. Yep, got to put Alan in. Yeah. What a great scene spoofing Rain Man that was, especially when he comes down the elevator or the escalator looking just like him. And, and, and it was also great when Bradley Cooper's like flipping off the security camera. <laughs> when they're winning. F you, yeah. F you, he can't lose, he can't lose. That was tremendous.
I find Bradley Cooper is an underrated actor. Like, he got a lot of jobs as a pretty boy. You know what I mean? But he, uh, like, he was great in... Uh, in uh, uh, what's the what's the remake of the Streisand movie? A Star is Born. Star is Born with Lady Gaga. Like you barely knew it was Bradley Cooper. You know what I mean? So okay, let me throw in a, another another gambling character. Yeah, definitely. Okay, although he's not strictly speaking a gambler. Did you see the Cooler? Never seen the Cooler. Oh, it, it's tremendous. William H Macy plays this guy that um, Alec Baldwin's a casino boss. He keeps him around because he's bad luck, and if a table gets too hot, he just goes and sits in on the table, whether it's like. You know, craps or blackjack, and the table immediately starts losing. Like, there's a scene where a guy bets, like, you know, $8,000 on the hard four. And so Bill Macy comes over and he flips, like, a dollar chip on the hard four, and the guy craps out. <laughs> you, you know, it's, and, but then at the, at the end, the, the moral of the story is the end, he falls in love with a girl who was set up to, to like, uh, he wanted to leave town because his debt was going to be paid. And the girl, I forget her name, uh, Bella, is there going to be an actress? Very popular. Anyway. Uh, she she's supposed to con him into staying in town because you know she's banging him. Right. But they fall in love, oh, and then okay. he becomes a, then he becomes a winner, and Alec Baldwin becomes the cooler. And at the end, almost everybody dies except him and the girl. <laughs> Sounds like a great movie. Yeah, it really is. It's inspiration. But yeah, the cooler. That's that's an underrated gambling movie. One guy I didn't want to put on the list because I wasn't sure how we'd feel about a real life person being portrayed in a movie. Have you ever seen the movie Twenty One about the the uh, students is that at the MIT? Kevin movie? Yeah, students at MIT that gambled and counted cards in Vegas. I watched part of it. It was really sterile. I like it, but I get what you're saying about that. Uh, I mean, it's more character-driven. Like, Spacey's great, even though he's a terrible human being. Yeah, we're not allowed to act- say he's a good he, actor he, anymore, he, but he was right. a great actor. He was. Not anymore. He's done. Yeah, yeah he's, no, he's no done. Okay, well, let's move before we wrap up to yep. my uh, Premier League. Got to get those in. Uh, now, I won a soccer bet last week. I, I had Fulham to win, and they somehow did. It was 2 nothing Fulham over Brentford early, and then Brentford tied it, and Fulham had to win in extra time. <laughs> so... Uh, Added time, I should say. So it was, uh, it, and uh, here's the, I, I bet 50 on every game. When I made the bet, I was in AC. I didn't have 50 on me. I had 45, so I bet 40. <laughs> and, of course, that's the bet that won. Right. 40, 40 to pay 98, 40 to pay, uh, I think it was $92. Because <laughs> in Atlantic City, you couldn't bet a draw. They didn't have that on the board. Their software. No chance. Wow. Their software. So, so a draw was a push. That's weird. So what I did was I teased Fulham to, to Fulham given a half goal. Nice. To take the draw out of it. Anyway, here's... You're going for the winning streak this week now. Well, see, I haven't even decided which of these I'm going to bet. I'm just going to throw a lot of them out there and see which stick. And then what I'll probably do on next week's podcast is whatever bets won, I'll say those are the ones I That's bet. That's the ones you bet on. No, yep. actually, about this, for the paltry amount of money I'm betting, I'll be honest. I am down now, on the year betting the Premier League, 98.50, and my record is 2-4. and four. So we're chasing a bit. A little bit. And I, I'm going to bet Champions League when it comes up. Liverpool, we're in mid-draw for the Champions League group stage. Liverpool in with Ajax and Napoli so far, which is with not... another team remaining. Yeah, which is not inviting. No, it's a tough well, draw. Yeah, it's tough. Anyway, here's the bets I'm looking at. And I will give two for sure ones before... Okay, um, Chelsea uh, plays... Um, Leicester. Leicester City. Uh, that's uh, at Chelsea. On Saturday, I'm looking at Leicester City to win or tie. You can bet win or tie at the Bet Rivers website, and that's plus two fifteen. Mm. Chelsea got murdered by Leeds last oh. week, three nil. And I watched the game, and it could have been five or six nil. I mean, Leeds played the game of their lives. Chelsea has a lot of new guys, 
And I think they're starting to get tired of Tuchel, the manager. I was just going to say, he seems like a big old bitch, doesn't he? He was complaining about the refs after the Tottenham game, even though that guy did get his hair pulled and down in the box. But, hey, refs miss calls. That happens all the time. It's not the reason why you lost. Well, that should have been reviewed on VAR, though. And and determined it was a penalty. Tell the guy to cut his hair. That long hair is not Cucarello. What are you doing? So I I would take Leicester City to win or tie on Saturday. Are you writing these down? I am. Oh, darn. Uh, also, Leeds coming off that win over Chelsea. I feel really good about this one. They're at Brighton. And even though Brighton are, are, look like they could be a, mid- a mid-table team. They usually sneak around the middle, So right? do Leeds. Okay. And Leeds is coming off, like I said, that 3-0 win. And listen to this number. This is value for money. Leeds is plus 325. Okay. Coming off a 3-0 win at Chelsea, I like that. Uh, the first week, I bet Gabriel Jesus to score for Arsenal against Crystal Palace. He did not. This week, though... Uh, they're at home against Fulham, and I'm really tempted. This is this is one of those to be determined to bet Jesus to score the first or last goal. You can bet one or the other. I'm thinking first goal at plus three twenty five. What happens if he scores the first goal, but that's the only goal? Do you, you win double your yes, bet? That's yes, awesome. That's yes, a great bet to take. Then. Yes. Yes. Well, if you bet first and last. Yeah, and if it's one nothing. Jesus yeah. scores, then you get both. Yeah, because because I've watched Arsenal play, and it. it at Man City, when Jesus was there, he scored his share of goals, but their offense is like one size fits all. Yeah. Like it doesn't flow through anybody except maybe De Bruyne in the midfield, and he's a playmaker. But it, at Arsenal, they're looking to get the ball to Jesus. So I got Jesus. Uh, I'm going to say Jesus to score the first goal. You know what I could do? I could put 50 on first goal and 20 on last goal, and then maybe you double up. Then you double up. Yeah, yeah. maybe I think you that's a up. smart bet. Okay. Um, Here's one that I, I don't know how to bet because West Ham are at Aston Villa. Okay. West Ham were supposed to be in the conversation for Europe this year, you know, to finish top six. Yeah. They're 0 and 3 and they haven't scored a goal yet. They haven't scored a single goal. They haven't scored a goal yet. And Villa's struggling too. They're managed by my favorite football player of all time, uh, former Liverpool captain Steven Gerrard. But West Ham at Villa, West Ham goes off at plus 230. Yep. Um, I, I right now I'm going to bet West Ham to win. I reserve the right to change that to West Ham to win or draw. Aston Villa is plus one thirty two right now, so you're getting value on either side that you bet on. In this well, right, because that's one of those that's one of those you know three way bets where they're all plus something, right? Yeah, What's right. the draw? Plus two fifty. Yeah, see, there you go. Okay, um, and finally, um, they and here's how packed in the schedule is this year with the World Cup, you know, causing that break in the middle, right? Which stops in, in, in November yeah. in this November December, I should say. Um. There's there's midweek games already uh, next week, so um, next Thursday, Leicester City are at home against Manchester United, uh, and Leicester's plus two ten. I like Leicester plus two ten because I I think United that seems wrong, doesn't it? Like even it, though you well Leicester struggled this year too, but even though oh, you, okay. even though United beat Liverpool, um, and they're gonna you know. Probably, you know, have Casemiro, who they just got from Madrid in the first team. I just kind of feel like them beating us was a fluke, and they're not very good. I agree. Although I will say this. I give United credit for that win because they benched Ronaldo and Harry Maguire. And he's a new manager, right? Yeah, Eric Ten So that's yeah. a tough thing for a new manager to do. Yeah, and, and, and the funny part was both of them, they won the bench with the boo-boo face the whole the game. The whole game. Until Ronaldo came in, and then he had the <laughs> boo-boo face on the field. But... I give the guy credit because instead of starting like the obvious guys, he started a real tough 
like aggressive lineup, and and they got stuck in early. They took a lot of hard fouls early, and I mean that in a good way. You do that sometimes. This uh, little defender, Lissandro Martinez, he's like five ten, playing center defender, and um, and it didn't intimidate us, but it got them going. Got them going, yeah. So yeah, so so okay, so I got to give two bets for sure here, don't I? Yes. I- I'm kind of looking at all those bets. I'm I'm definitely taking Leicester City to win or tie. Uh, at Chelsea, plus 215. I like your Leeds bet a lot, too. And I'm definitely taking Leeds yeah. at plus 325 to win at New Brighton. It's a ton of value. Yeah, although although, um, although I, the main reason I'm making that bet is because it's value, like you said. Right. Like, if that was, like, plus, like, 200, I, I, I wouldn't take it. You'd but, shy away a little bit. But to me, to me, if Leeds wins at Brighton, it's, it's less of an upset than the odds indicate. So no, there I you go. That. Are you comforted at all that on the Bet Rivers website, Liverpool is still the second favorite to win the league? It's at plus eight hundred, and Manchester City's at minus already. But at yeah. least you're second favorite. I think we can get back into it. It's just so tough to. You got to like win out, right? Like it's just got to come. Clo- well, here's one thing we have to do: we have to come close to winning out. Sweep Man City. And sweep Man City. Yep. That's what we have to do. It is nice to know though that if we still if we win out, we win the league. <laughs> all we have to do is win the next thirty five <laughs> games. It. And the funny part is, the year we did win the league. I forget exactly how many games it was before we lost, but at one point we were like 33 wins in a draw. <laughs> so it could be done. As you always say, you live in hope. I think we're, well, I think certain of the players are aging out. So, as am I. That's Tom Offerman. I am Mark Madden. Thank you for listening to Madden Money Bets. And don't forget, uh, go to the BetRivers.com online sportsbook. What is that address, Tom? I'm not Just go to BetRivers.com, and that takes you everywhere you need to go. You choose Pennsylvania, uh, or your computer will geolocate you into your app, uh, your actual location. And then on the side, you click on the sportsbook, and they have everything super easy for you. NFL, NCAA football, golf, tennis, preseason, MLB. It's super easy to use. Just go to BetRivers.com. It's the only way to go, and you can bet on Duquesne, Florida State. I'm Mark Madden for the BetRivers Sportsbook. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.